What's up, wrestling fans? It's time once again for them boys from 607 Podcast to talk all things pro wrestling. It is time for this week's edition of 607TWS live on twitch.tv slash 607podcast. And of course, we are coming to you live from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. Thank you for joining us, whether it is on Twitch Live, Twitch on the the, the uh, over show, the uh, the replay, replay, if you will, or if you're listening to us on podcast form, anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. Of course, I'm one of your hosts here on 607 Podcast on Twitch, and I'm also the host of the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. My name is Rich, and joining me as he does each and every week, he's the other host here on 607 Podcast on Twitch, and also is the host of the Outcho Duro Parlay, our podcast, better known as the OGPH. I'm talking about Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, what is happening? What is good? What is going on? Let's talk some pro wrestling, shall we? That's right. Some floodlands get you in the mood. Hell yeah, man. Let's bring it up a little bit, just because. There it is. It's like a good wrestling entrance. You have to have, you have to have a good entrance. Yes. I like it. The excitement, the pump. Let's get everybody pumped on this Monday night as we're doing it live on Twitch or whenever you are listening to us out there, whether it be replay or podcast form. Thank you very much for tuning in, as I've already said. But, you know, we can never stress how much it is that it means to us that you tune in. And Absolutely. Listen to us. That being said, big week for you, Ken M, as the, uh, the New York Rangers have advanced in the playoffs by beating those dirty, dirty pens. My God, that took years off my life, but I don't care. Blue Shirt Nation, stand the puck up. We are here, Panarin in overtime, when the game was going to get ripped out of our hands. My oh. wife my wife had just gone to bed, and she knew when the winning goal was because I yelled from the, uh, the living room because uh, it was exciting. <laughs> I lost my crap. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful I wasn't on camera. Over, overtime. Blue blew pretty much the uh, power play. Yes. And scores after it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you, you don't usually do that. Pat says, fuck the Penguins, fuck Crosby. There Hell you go. Hell yeah, Pat. Let him know. Yeah, it was it was it was fun to watch. It was good stuff. Uh Playoff the, the garden amazing. the garden was rocking. Yes. Oh my god. So congratulations. Also, congratulations to any Mavs fans out there. Is <laughs> they did the they did the unthinkable. People wrote them off, and man, they smoked the Suns. Was it by fifty points by yeah. halftime? Uh, by halftime, uh, Luca had scored as many points as the entire Suns team. Twenty-seven. That's so ridiculous. Luca had twenty-seven going in the half. The entire Suns had twenty-seven at halftime. True story. Like, how crazy can you get with that? It's insane. Yeah, it's just it's like insane. You you think playoff basketball, you you have teams figured out, but no, man, this is one thing exciting. One game can turn around an entire year, and it happens right now. And the Celtics. Celtics look scary. Pulled it out, just destroying and defeating, and now they have a test against them as they go on to meet the Miami Heat. Yes. Which uh, I, I, I'm i saying the Heat in five. I'm telling you what, that's going to go seven. But you think so? I don't know. Heat in five, man. The Heat are – I don't think I – I just don't like the matchup for the, – the Celtics aren't big enough to match up, in my opinion. I know you're going to be talking about this tomorrow on the ODPH, but I, oh, I don't yeah. have a chance to, so I'm just going to say. I just really I, – I know there's Celtics fans out there. Don't I'm not, I have no dog in this fight. I just think size-wise, the Celtics don't really match up with the Heat. 
they they're going to struggle there, but they both play the best team basketball of the remaining teams left. So I think it's really going to be a scrap right to the end. I also think that my my also deciding is is that they're not going to be able to run the floor like they did on the Bucks. This is the true. The Bucks are a That's... slower team, and the Heat the Heat are going to be able to run the floor with them. As a matter of fact, I think the the Heat will run the floor better than them. Yeah, with Jimmy... that's just personally me. Now, mind you, it, I could be wrong. The Celtics can pull off the upset. Yeah, but I really think the Heat—it's the Heat's to lose, in my opinion. Jimmy Butler is going to come out there with a with a little chip on the shoulder. He's got something to prove, dude. I—that's that I'm scared of, of course, in the West. Yes, you got the, got a big matchup out there as well. The Mavs and the Golden State Warriors. I like Golden State in six. I like Golden State in six as well. I think that's that's a pretty good bet. There, yeah, because uh, Golden State's look fucking hot. Although the Mavs take nothing away from the Mavs, the Mavs definitely put it on the Suns, and nobody expected that shit. So. I know, you're tuned in for wrestling talk. You're hearing a little bit of basketball talk. Of course, uh, the Rangers got the Hurricanes next, correct? Yep, we got the Hurricanes, and that's going to be a very, that's very be tough, tough series. battle. That's Carolina's be... been real good. Yeah, all these playoff games in the Stanley Cups are going in Game 7. That's why I said, like, one game can change everything, and you think about the momentum shifts that happen in these playoff series. It's absolutely incredible to watch. I'm just surprised Carolina's been playing good hockey. Yeah. All, well, they've been playing all good hockey all season, but in the playoffs, it continues, so, I mean... But, you know, that's one thing about that team is when they get in the playoffs, they get hot. And that's the regular season, they just fly under everybody's radar. But once they get in, man, they were scrapping. Well, no offense, but when you think hockey, you don't necessarily think Carolina. True. <laughs> so, no no wonder. But congratulations to them as well as they, they, they put down a good series in the first round. And, of course, the Rangers, man. Woo! Woo! Let's Somehow go. came back from that 3-1. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I don't know how they did. I thought they were – by the way they lost uh, the one game there was like 7-2 – I thought they were dead in the water. They just came out so flat, but they grinded to get that win. They should have won in regulation last night, too. Yeah, they should have. Bullshit goal, but shouldn't have come. But anyways, let's get off of hockey. I know it's it's (laughs) easy. We could just talk about hockey all night. And I I would say there's probably some more interesting news in in hockey currently than wrestling. Some fun stuff, too. But with that being said, though, Ken M., before we get started and jump into the wrestling talk, how do do the people find yourself and the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast? Very simple. You swing on over to odphpodcast.com. You join in the conversation on our social media accounts. They're all right there. You can check out the directory, which has your favorite podcast player with the ODPH right there. So you can hit follow, subscribe, and you get every single content delivered to you right on your favorite platform. It's that easy. Classified section, parlay points, new blogs, count anywhere, finally came out this week. A certain place finally got us some photos, so we can definitely showcase a little pro wrestling action. I know you. All that and so much more. ODPHpodcast.com. Allergies. A lot of pollen out yeah, there. A lot days. of pollen. Uh, speaking of which, 812Gproductions.com, the place to go to find out more about the Three Fat Nerds podcast, Horror Zone 607 and 607TWS. We got our T Public store uh, also up there as well. Uh, you can check out the link for Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122Productions, where you get a ton of extra bonus content for as little as $1 a month and help support everything that goes on with the Three Fat Nerds, 8122Productions, and 607 Podcast, whether it be our streams, whether it be uh, you know the podcast, everything is is it's help support by you. And the least we can do is give you some bonus content, which is a lot of fun. We had a little, mm-hmm. we're having a little fun this week as well. Uh, and of course, uh, also links to bands who provide us for their music. You heard Floodlands; they do the opening theme of this show. You'll hear Second Suitor at the end. Tom Jolu, if you tuned in, with the countdown is on. Mm-hmm. Of course, both of our shows have themed songs by Shout at the Robots. Found out about all those great bands and more. Eight one two two Productions Of course, the link to go over to odphpodcast.com is there as well, and so much more. And uh, maybe I'll stop being lazy one day and add more stuff to my website. You know, it's just it's kind of like a place seater to make me look more professional. <laughs> With that being said, though, you know, it's it's a good time. Yes, and it is. Uh, all the information is there. So please go get the links. Of course, we're on all social medias. Three Fat Nerds Pod. Throw an at in front of it. It is as simple as that. By the way, Horizon 607 made his return this week. Saw that. It's on Patreon. 
And when I come home tonight, it'll be up on everywhere else because the patrons get it first. So you will be able, uh, by the, if you're listening to this in podcast form or on replay by Tuesday, you will have a brand new episode of Horror Zone 607. We had a ton of news to talk about. Yeah, I can't wait to check this out. Fun stuff. And of course, we recorded Three Fat Nerds tonight. And if you're on Patreon, you already got it. I know. I, I see it delivered right in my mailbox. And if you're not, you'll have that in your boxes tomorrow as well. We reviewed Firestarter this week. Ooh, can't wait to hear your take on that. You know, we had a different take than everybody else, it appears. A real? Did not, okay. did not review very well. And unfortunately, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'll give you a little clue. We, we actually, I'm not saying it's the best movie, but we, I enjoyed it for what it was. Just throwing it out there. We appreciate the honesty you guys Throw it bring. out there. Yeah, exactly. It could have been easy to go with everybody else and been a sheep. But I mm. didn't. And I'm not saying if you legitimately didn't like the movie, that is fine. But sometimes when you see these low-ass scores and you enjoy a movie, you're kind of like, did I watch the same movie as everybody else? Yeah. Or is there something more going on? And in this day and age, you never fucking know. Between review bombs and everything else, yeah, you never fucking know. it's a weird know? place It's a weird there. place to be. And that's why, you know what I always say? Like what you like. Watch what you watch. And fuck what everybody else thinks. Facts. And the reason why that is is because we all have different tastes. What is like what you might like, whether it's in the realm of wrestling or entertainment, I may not like. What I like, some of the things I like, I know Ken doesn't like. Some of the things Ken likes, I don't like, and and vice versa. But that doesn't make any of us bad people. We can still be friends. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that combines us all. So once again, instead of wasting your time watching seven hours of programming you don't like a week. <laughs> yeah. Cut it down. Watch seven hours of programming you do like. That's all my message is for this. And it's not, I mean, obviously it's a wrestling show, so we turned it into wrestling, but it also works for entertainment as well. If you like a movie, fucking champion that shit. I know, I know for a fact, Ron from the Three Fat Nerds podcast likes Best Men. That fucking movie is terrible, <laughs> but he loves it. So good for him. And yeah, we pick on him. We razz him, but yeah, doesn't mean he can't love it. It's true. With that being said, though, Ken M, enough about talking about us and giving people up. It is now... It, I, I can't. The word is escaping me for what is about <clears throat> to happen. I I just don't know. It <clears throat> what it's uh it's it uh, what um. It's time. That's right. It's time to kick off the actual wrestling portion of this show and do what we're the moniker says and talk about pro wrestling. And where would we start? I'll tell you where we're starting. New Japan Pro Wrestling time. So good hearing that Woo! music. Because they had a big, 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 big weekend. And if you did not check it out, this is a good time to check it out. Uh, you can still check out the action on njpwworld.com because the shows should be up on there. The ones that were in America mm-hmm. should be up on there this upcoming week uh, because they have a deal in the States with Fight. You have to order them on Fight if you want to see them live. And then they're because bl- they're, they're blacked out on the website. And then uh, when they after their blackout, they go live. So check them out. And you can order on Fight either way. Some good shit went down this weekend. Let's, shall we start, Ken, with what went down on Saturday, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They were coming to us from the Entertainment and Sports Arena in Washington, District of Columbia, United States of America, for NJPW's Capital Collision. And myself, you, and our good friend Lincoln watched this live mm-hmm. on Fight.TV. Yes, we did. So we can break down this card right for you right now. There was a dark match that we did not get to see, but we'll talk about it. Uh, Nick Camarado with Aaron Solo in his corner defeated Kevin Knight in 6 minutes and 26 seconds. Kevin Knight is a young boy out at the LA Dojo. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Camarado is a AEW wrestler as part of the factory. And, uh, yeah, that was the dark match. We didn't get yeah. to see it, so I can't really speak on it. 
But what we did get to see is what opened the show. Carl Fredericks defeated Ren Narita 10 minutes in 32 seconds. These two young bucks going out there, making their, their money. And this was where it was a good match. Yes. Solid opener from two young guys still you know, getting the business underhand. However, this was at the end of this match was weird because Carl Fredrickson gets attacked by the factory. Yeah, I didn't understand this. I mean, it came the match itself, though, great. You know, solid opener. It's what you want to get the crowd excited, and both these guys delivered. But what the hell was going on with the factory? The only thing I can guess, and this is only a guess, maybe this is going to build to something for Forbidden Door. Well, that's what I was... It's not even a guess. I, I'm guaranteeing that is. But uh, the fact that AEW, to the big show yeah. for New Japan in the States prior to this is the, the, they, they did two shows in the States one was a strong show but there were still a lot of New Japan guys on it this was a New Japan proper show in the United States they sent the factory to be the represent I mean I don't understand other guys on the card but they weren't wrestling as AEW superstars they were wrestling under the New Japan banner mm -hmm. but their storyline sent was the factory I don't know unless it's some kind of weird ongoing thing that's going to be on dark i don't know if i have to be completely honest with everybody at home this and we watched it and i mean i talked to you and lincoln about it this is why i have concerns for forbidden door yeah no fully because this was kind of the night where you could have set up a couple other matches something major sent a major star to set something up in the states and instead we have the factory yeah who hasn't been featured on dynamite or rampage like the Young Bucks could have come and super kick partied somebody. I don't care what match it was. You could have sent one or two of like the the stars of the show. And I know people are going to say later, well, John Moxley was on the show. And Eddie Kingston was on the show. And Brody King was on the show. Well, most of those guys are signed to New Japan as well. Yeah, it's... it's, it's Moxley it's, and Brody King are both New Japan signees. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Kingston is or not, but he wasn't there as an AEW representative. He was there to wrestle Ishii, which we'll talk about later. Right. I mean, it was just kind of an odd setup. As, and like I said, the only place that we've seen the factory, for the most part, that anything memorable has been AEW Dark. And that's why I think, like, why are you going to set up a feud there unless you, this is your way of doing, like, a slow build for the pay-per-view show? Like, I don't know. It's very confusing. Although, as a, as, as a not a correction, but as an omission... Uh, or addition, I should say. Uh, Eddie Kingston has been in Strong before, numerous times. So mm -hmm. maybe he is. I don't know if he's signed with them or not, because obviously Moxley does have a contract, and I know Brody King does as well. Right. Uh, that's part of where you know they have those deals where they can work both places. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go on to the next match though, and it was a ten-man tag team match, and Team Filthy, Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, Jr. Kratos, Royce Isaacs, and Filthy Tom Lawler defeated the team of David Finley, Fred Rosser, Tonga Loa, the DKC, and Yua, Yua More in 14 minutes and 48 seconds. This was a kind of fun scramble type match. Yeah, I mean, that's the easiest way to describe it. It was just a big mess of everybody getting together, and it, it works out in its favor. And anytime you got Tom Lawler in the ring, it's always gold. Danny Limelight steals the victory, and then uh, Finley just shillelaghs the shit out of people. Yeah. Good, good ending. Next up... One half of the N or one half of the IWGP World Tag Team Champions, the crown jewel of the Bullet Club, Chase Owens defeated the Great Ocon, eight minutes and forty six seconds. This was a pretty good match, and I was kind of surprised that Chase got the win. Yeah, I have to admit this was probably the biggest surprise and happily surprise of the night because I wasn't sure how this was going to play out. But seeing Chase get the big win. Did not see that coming. Neither did I, but guess what? Chase gets the win. Of course, as we know, coming up at Dominion, it is going to be the Bullet Club World Tag Team Championship team of Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale going against the United Empire team of Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb for the World Tag Team title. So a good way to set up for that. Excellent way. 
Next up, we had an eight-man tag team match where Bad Dude Tito and the Mighty Don't Kneel, TMDK, Jonah, Mikey Nichols, and Shane Hayes defeated the United Empire team of Aaron Hanrai, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis, which is Australian Open. Mm-hmm. That's the name of that team. Uh, by the way, at the end of this match, they uh, brought in Bad Dude Tito. So Bad Dude Tito is now officially a member of TMDK and their faction of four. Uh, first non-Australian to be in, or New- Australian New Zealand, because Jonas from New Zealand, but, you know, it's in the same realm of the world. First one not to be there. So how do you think of the match and uh, the addition of Bad Bad Dude Tito to TMDK? Legend of Slapjack forever. I This match lived up to everything I was expecting from it. I love seeing uh, the Mighty Don't Kneel and seeing Bad Luck Tito get added to the mix. That that blew my mind right there. But I was happy to see it, and I thought this was a great match. This was one of my favorite matches. Terrific, wonderful match, great match. I don't it, – it was – it's – it's one of the things that they do really well in Japan in the eight-man tags and six-man tags and ten-man tags to get people interacting with each other to build storylines, mm. and this one did not fail. Next up was the first of two back-to-back hard-hitting, and I mean hard-hitting matches, as the, a member of the House of Black, Brody King, defeated the King Minoru Suzuki in nine minutes and five seconds, and they beat the shit out of each other. Give, give me this match, fight forever. I was here for it. They absolutely were killing each other. Like, with the chops, the the spirit test right there were just absolutely brutal. And you want to talk about strong style? This is a perfect way to showcase it. Love this match. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what. If it wasn't for... If it wasn't for the main event, this next match I'm going to bring up would have been my match of the night. Mm-hmm. Because the next match I'm going to talk about, Tomohiro Ishii defeated... The one and only Eddie Kingston, 16 minutes and 7 seconds. This was an old school, all Japan wrestling style match. It might have, it might as well have been uh, Kenta Kobashi versus Masahiro Chono. Uh, this match was hard hitting. I saw a lot of backdrop drivers, a lot of German suplexes, a lot of forearms, a lot of elbows, a lot of chops, and a lot of headbutts. These two really beat the hell out of each other in an old school, strong style war. Strong style meets King's Road style. It was amazing. You can't get much better than this match. Just old-school vibe, hard-hitting as you could be. I mean, these guys were absolutely tearing into each other. Like I say, nothing was wrong with this match. In fact, I need to see this ran back, hopefully at Forbidden Door. Hopefully. That would be a good match. I would love to see this again. Uh, Next up was our our, uh, semi-main event of the night, according to how they book things, and that is the Bullet Club team of Hikolo and the Switchblade Jay White King Switch defeated the Chaos team of Rocky Romero, filling in for Trent Beretta, who tested positive for COVID, and his partner, the IWGP heavyweight champion of the world, the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. This match got 15 minutes and 59 seconds at the end of the day. uh, Breathed with a Switchblade, uh, or Blade Runner, sorry, out of nowhere. And Rocky Romero breathed with a switchblade. After the match, they laid out Okada and proceeded to let Okada know that he was taking his title. Yeah. Solid match. Everybody did their parts. I mean, this one, with the, the previous matches we talked about, with especially with Eddie Kingston and Brody King, this one I just thought was good, but it was just like it was coming off the heels of just so much buildup that this one just kind of seemed like a, a normal... New Japan Pro Wrestling match, which nothing is wrong with it, but it just kind of didn't have that sizzle for me. Agreed, but it was still a very good oh, match. Oh, very good and, match. And though, I enjoyed but, yeah. it much, but Bullet Club coming up with a win. Bullet Club proper, by the way, not House of Torture. Mm-hmm. Next up, it was the main event of Capital Collision, and it was for the IWGP United States Champion, and it was a four-way match, fatal four-way, if you will. 
Uh, the champion Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace, defending against John Moxley, the leader of the United Empire, of course, and more importantly, the aerial assassin, the Commonwealth Kingpin himself, Will Osprey, and Juice Robinson. Interesting. Guess what, though? At the end of the day, and the surprise of the night, by the way, 15 minutes, 45 seconds, carnage everywhere. I mean, we saw a high-fly soul from the top rope to the floor through a table yeah. from the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi on John Moxley. We saw a sequence where everybody hit a finishing move. We saw sequences where we thought it was all over, but with a theft. Your new IWGP United States champion, Bullet Club's newest member, Juice Robinson, who I got to admit, I like the new look. Yeah. And the new attitude. And he steals one from Will Ospreay as Will Ospreay's foot was under the rope when the referee counted three, which meant there should have been no three count. Once again, Will Ospreay, like when he got counted down against John Moxley, mm -hmm. but he had kicked out. And when he went up against uh, Tanahashi and he was under with a foot on the rope there too, he gets screwed once again by New Japan refs. You think conspiracy theories, you think Sami Zayn. I think Osprey's got a case for it. I think Osprey has the real case because everything has happened. We have video evidence of all of it. Yeah, I love his uh, Twitter feed after that too as well because he, he let everybody know about the conspiracy. He asked if Earl Hebner could train the New Japan referees because obviously they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yes, fantastic. And Juice Robinson's post-match promo. Epic. Oh, my God. But he called everybody out. Yes, he did. Yeah, I don't think Juice Robinson left anybody uh, out. He called everybody out. He nah. wants them all. Yeah, I mean, perfect way to cap off the main event. Main event delivered on every single aspect. And it just the wild sequence of event where I think everybody got their finishers off and then some was just brilliant. I mean, this match is just a perfect way to cap off the night of great wrestling action and Juice Robinson promos all day. Well, New Japan was not done there because they came back on Sunday from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for Coll New Japan Strong Collision 2022. Uh, here is the rundown. Let's do the rundown real quick. I did watch most of this, but uh, a lot of it I'd cut off to watch the Rangers game, I'll be honest. But yeah. I did watch most of this. I caught up on most of it. So here we go. Six-man tag team match. Jarrell Nelson, J.R. Kratos, and Royce Isaacs representing Team Filthy defeated Alex Coughlin, Kevin Knight, and the DKC. Okay. Uh, next up, we had Aria Davari defeating Delirious. Really? Yes. That was actually a really good match. Uh, Carl Fredericks defeated, defeated QT Marshall, you know, and with Aaron Solo and Nick Carmrado in his corner. So the factory attacked him. The next night, Carl Fredericks got his revenge. Interesting. The United Empire, Aaron Henry, Great O'Conn, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis defeated TMDK, Bad Dude Tito, Jonah, Mikey Nichols, and Shane Haste. Okay. Uh, in a singles match a, a, a representing the United Kingdom and a guy I know you love, Jeff Cobb defeated the one and only Willie Mack. Let's go. Will Osprey defeated Homicide. Wow. Homicide had Eddie Kingston in his corner, by the way. Will Osprey was flanked by Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Okay. Killer Cross defeated Yua Uomore. Interesting. Brody King defeated Jake something. Oh, that had, do you want to talk about hard hitting? I got to imagine that one was. Absolutely. It was amazing. Next up, Minoru Suzuki defeated Tony Deppin in one of the matches of the weekend. Oh, I need to see Tony this. Tony Deppin is a crazy son of a bitch is all I'm going to say. Check out the highlights or watch it. It's amazing. Uh, next up, the NJPW Strong Openweight title was on the line. Tom Lawler defending against Fred Rosser. And ladies and gentlemen, and new NJPW Strong Openweight champion Fred Rosser. Okay. 
And in the main event of the evening, the Bullet Club, Doc Gallows, Huculo, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Carl Anderson defeated the chaos team of Chuck T- Taylor, Rocky Romero, Tomohiro Ishii, and then they also tagged with Mascara Dorada and Ren Narita. Okay. And I'm sorry, that wasn't the main event. I missed this, and I didn't get to see the match. The real main event of the night, the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, defeated Chris Dickinson. Oh, wow. Okay. But that Bullet Club match. Come. That Bullet Club match sounds like a main event no matter where it is. It was a good match. I actually missed the actual main event of the show. Kind of upset about that. But how do you think of uh, the New Japan Strong Show? Sounds like an amazing card. Like I say, I mean, Keppel, the card was amazing. And obviously coming off the heels of this, I didn't get a chance to watch because I was watching the Rangers game. But that sounds like an epic card. Great card, great night of action, but that wasn't all for New Japan. New Japan did kick off best of Super Juniors. We're going to give the results of night one. Night two is happening tonight uh, as we record, which is Monday. Uh, so next week we'll give you our uh, updated roster, but we're going to just do the rundown of night one, which also went down on Saturday. Uh, in an opening, uh, with, with this show came to you from uh, Nagoya, Aichi, Japan, okay. from the Nyaga Congress Center Event Hall. Uh, in an opening eight-man tag team match, Flying Tiger, Robbie Eagles, and Tiger Mash tagged with Hiroshi Tanzan and Master Wado to defeat Koshi Fujita, Raichi Iowa, Wheeler Yuta, and, y- and Yudo Nakasima. Okay. Next up, we had Losinger Nobles de Hapon, Bushi, and Shingo defeated Bullet Club's team of uh, the Bullet Club House of Torture team of Dick Togo and El Fantasmo. Interesting. Next up, El Lindemann, Jado, and Titan defeated the Suzuki Goon team of Doki, El Desperado, and Taka Michinoku. Hmm. And let's get to the best of the Super Juniors' first opening round matches for Block A, shall we? Okay. Ace Austin defeated Clark Connors. Oh, wow. Okay. The Sauce God, Alex Zane, defeated uh, you, you, uh, Kanamore. Really? Yes. Big win there. Francisco Akira defeated Show. Okay. By the way, Akira had TGP in this corner. Okay. Uh, the ticking time bomb, Hamaru Takahashi defeated uh, Taguchi. Okay. And in the main event, House of Torture member Taiji Ishimori defeated Yo. Re- okay. I, I could see that. So those were the first matches from this past weekend's. New Japan, best of the Super Juniors opening. Like I said, it's going to carry on. Next week, we will give you the uh, totals of the tournament, let you know who's ahead in the standings as we go forward to crown the best of the Super Juniors in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Awesome you know, first rounds for Zayn and uh, Ace Austin. Absolutely. It also was uh, to be announced, uh, Dominion, which is the second biggest show of the year, is going to be going down in June. Okay. Uh, and uh, it has already been announced that uh, the, the shot – for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, we'll be going to Switchblade Jay White. They made that Ed. at uh, Capital Collision. Yep. So, Jay White will be going after the world title in Kazuchika Okada at Dominion. Hmm. But that wasn't all. I want to shine a spotlight before we kick it over to the second half of the, or to the second round, or mid-card, sorry, because we're doing three sections this week. I want to shine the spotlight on a card that went down on Friday night, and you're going to hear a lot of names that you heard in the New Japan shows, because Friday night's from the West Coast, one of the best wrestling promotions out there on the West Coast. West Coast Pro Wrestling from San Francisco mm-hmm. came back to the state room in San Francisco, California, to bring us ill-mannered. And if you're not familiar, get familiar West Coast Pro Wrestling. You can watch them on IWTV with a subscription. Uh, use promo code uh, ABSOLUTE at checkout to get five free day trial 
Uh, it's nine ninety nine a month, and you'll find something on there. There's tons of great indie wrestling. But I'm going to do a show rundown and let you know about what happened. Are you ready? Get out. Let's do it. In an opening six-man tag team match, Carl Fredericks and Reno Scum defeated the conglomerate Alpha Zoe, D. Rogue, and Midas Creed in eight minutes, 11 seconds. Good, solid opener. Carl Fredericks doing big things on the West Coast. Yeah, that sounds like a great match. Next up, uh, in her, I think this is only her second appearance on West Coast Pro. I could be wrong. But Space Jesus herself, Billy Starks, defeated Dark Sheik and Shaza McKenzie in nine minutes and 34 seconds in a great triple threat match. I did catch this match, and man, this was epic. Next up, the West Coast Wrecking Crew, also members of Team Filthy, Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs, defeated the Righteous Bateman and Dutch, 13 minutes and 12 seconds. Another very, great match. Very solid match. Former, former West Coast Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion of the World, current reigning GCW Extreme Champion, the motherfucking truth, AJ Gray, defeated Robert Martyr, 9 minutes and 21 seconds. Hard-hitting, this young kid, Robert Martyr, has a big upside. Wow. <laughs> Hard-hitting is an understatement with this match brutal match next up probably my match of the weekend I'm going to throw it out there the Commonwealth Kingpin Will Osprey defeats the young man Titus Alexander 15 minutes 8 seconds Titus had a great showing but he had he did not have all the answers for the Kingpin Will Osprey the buzz is real about this match you need to see this match possible match of the year contender just gonna throw that out there absolutely we came back from intermission with a hard-hitting old-school kind of match because uh a man that i had the timeless one levi shapiro defeated jd drake 16 minutes 58 seconds this was an old Haas fight baby i missed this one but man Dude, i've all been hearing about you in the it. mouth Haas fight it's great yeah Speaking of a fight, Timothy Fat Thatcher defeated Kevin Blackwood 12 minutes and 46 seconds. Oh, this was epic, too. And in the main event of the evening, the good guy, Vinny Massaro, gets another big victory as he defeated Biff Busick 13 minutes, 37 seconds. Was shocked at the outcome, but hey, it's a huge win for him. Dude, Massaro has been putting down some big names, making his rounds there. He's been around for a long time, and that snoring elbow takes no prisoners. Yes, it does. With that being said, that is all we have for this week's opening contest we're going uh when we come back in the mid card we're going to talk about uh an upcoming show from circle six we're going to have a talk about our sponsor for the mid card as well and most importantly we're going to do some wrestling news from around the world of wrestling including aew and more uh but before we get there we are going to play you a promo from something that we are a part of this week starting mm -hmm. on may 19th uh talk about uh live stream for the cure to the people very simple this week Drop that follow wherever you hear this. If you're watching on Twitch, if you're, wa if you're listening to podcast form, twitch.tv slash live stream for F-O-R, The Cure. This is a three-day streamathon where content creators from around the world are donating their time to help raise money for the Cancer Research Institute for a future hashtag immune to cancer. This is one of the best events to be a part of if you're a content creator, podcaster, streamer. This is literally some of the best people you're going to find worldwide that are going to be donating their time and their talents, bringing you all types of entertainment and efforts to raise money. This is a huge event globally. And Nick from Nikolai's Kitchen, Justin from Epic Film Guys, and the team put this together each year and every year it has grown and this year it seems to be on that same path as well too from the early things on their facebook page they're selling out t-shirts left and right if you if you want to do early donations you can simply go to odphpodcast.com there is the logo right on the front page you'll click it it's their link tree it'll take you everywhere you need to go for the event 
and kicking off this Thursday, May 19th in the States. They have a whole star-studded day going into it. Friday night is even more jam-packed. And your guys here at 607 Podcast are going to be closing that 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time into midnight, doing a little uh, pro wrestling uh, talk, if you will. We're going to do some pro wrestling trivia. Yes. And as you donate money, we'll be doing some uh, giveaways and some different things going on. We're going to make it a little fun, little game between ourselves and uh, anybody else who wants to join. But also with donations, we will be doing giveaways. So if you uh, will be going over the finalization, but I can tell you if you donate $5 or more while we're live, uh, for every $5 increment, I should say, it'll enter you in, and we're going to be doing some giveaways. We're going to do some shirt giveaways. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some swag giveaways. We're even going to, I know Dragon Master Games is going to be donating a game or two to also give away during the stream. And all you have to do is donate and have some fun with us as we have a good time doing some wrestling trivia. Yes. And that's just night two. Night three is even more studded packed. Like, that is how many great creators are going to be a part of this going all day. So you just want to make sure you drop that follow, drop that subscribe, support this event wherever you are in the world. Just do a simple social share if that's all you can do. Get the word out. Help us raise money for the Cancer Research Institute. It's an amazing cause to be a part of. We're super honored as content creators. This is one of the biggest events we can ever be a part of. And we can't say thank you enough for Nick and Justin for allowing us to be a part of this with everybody else donate support share let's kick cancer's ass by the way if you cannot uh be a part of the 11 p.m to 12 for whatever reason if you do early donations in five dollar you know it's five dollar increments so five is one entry ten is two entries Mm -hmm. so on and so forth if you do that and you send the screenshot to uh my so our social three fat at three fatners pod or at od parley hour we will add you in so yes. you can win you don't have to be watching but it's all based on donations so if you donate twenty dollars and send us the confirmation the screenshot of the confirmation we will and make sure you also send us how to get a hold of you yes uh twitter dm preferably if you have if you don't have twitter we have every social media we just need a way to get a hold of you to know where we're sending it to mm-hmm. uh so that you could always do it early so uh, those links are on OD Parlay Hour, odphpodcast.com uh so make sure you check them out uh if you're watching on stream, you're going to see the information for the ODPH podcast, but you are going to hear the promo for live stream for The Cure right now. When we come back, we'll be coming back with the mid-card. What does hope mean to you? Hello, everyone. My name is Nick, and I am the host of the annual live stream for The Cure, a charity live stream event to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute, which researches immunotherapy, training the body's immune system, to fight all forms of cancer. Their mission, one that I believe in very, very strongly, is a future immune to cancer. And this year for the sixth annual live stream for The Cure, I wanna emphasize more than anything, hope. Over the past five years, myself and amazing creators and partners from around the world have raised over $50,000 for this amazing cause. And this year we're looking to add another $20,000 to that total. Please join me May 19th, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern for 45 hours of content over the next three days, as I'm once again joined by amazing creators from around the world to help fight for hope. Learn more or make an early donation today at LivestreamForTheCure.com. Oh, yes. There it is. The return of the mid-card theme. Beer! 
Get it, Ken. There it is. Get oh, it, get I it, get missed it. it. I missed mid-card it. Mid-card theme has made its return, and it is now time for the mid-card. And the mid-card this week is brought to you like it has been brought to you for the past three. This is the third week in a row by our good friends over at Excite Wrestling. Of course, they had a big event go down after being postponed this past Saturday. Ken's going to talk about that in a second. But before we uh, talk about that, I'll let you know, for all your information and for future shows and everything else, Excite Wrestling, make sure you visit them on the World Wide Web, ExciteWrestling.com. That is X-C-I-T-E wrestling.com Ken M you were in attendance this week I unfortunately was not because I was at, I had my kids lacrosse meet tournament jamboree mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it uh let the people know about Excite Wrestling's stow this past weekend. Yeah, so Excite Wrestling versus the World is one of the annual events going on at Excite Wrestling. I was there with our good friend Lincoln. Shout out to him. And we were in attendance for the show, and definitely it was a high emotional one. This is the first one that they've done since the unfortunate passing of Jeff Greeno, their head trainer, Ash Aubrey, if you know him in the wrestling uh, circuit here in the upstate New York area. So definitely a heavy emotional uh, night at the X, and the performers really stepped their game up for it as well. Uh, if you want to catch the replay of the event, twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling. They have it up right now. Um, a little shakeup in the second half of the show. I mean, kind of surprise of one pure X. Don't want to give that away on air. And uh, definitely a main event that we heard some bad news coming out of, though, uh, which was Sean Carr versus Super B. Unfortunately, our guy, Super B, who has been on 607 TBS, uh, suffered a rib injury. And uh, will be out of action for a little bit. So if you want to go support him during the meantime... I have shared his T Public Stores uh, link up there as well. If you need it, I can definitely send it to you as well or hit him up on Twitter at SuperBSevilla. Uh, definitely go support him during this time. He's, a, he's an awesome human being and definitely will be back in the ring. The superb era is not stopping anytime soon. Yes, I wish all the, the luck in the world and a speedy recovery to your good friend SuperB. Make sure you go support him, show him some love. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, give him some positive vibes out there. And if you can, purchase some merch from his T Public Store to help support the cause uh awesome dude can't can't say enough good stuff about him and i promise you he might be out injured but we'll get him back here since he's going to be out from wrestling we'll get him back in studio for some oh, yeah. some much needed stuff who knows maybe some kind of extravaganza you know coming up we do have all elite wrestling is mm. uh we're doing uh but double or nothing correct right coming up memorial day weekend yes uh we will not be live streaming that by the way no no <laughs> i no. was asked about that and i was like yeah we're gonna be watching that from the comfort of the basement or worst case scenario right here at Dragon master games but comfortably uh but but we will be talking about it for sure oh yes so you never know we might be see if super b is available to either come in previously or post and uh have some good times because it's always good to see him and much love to Super B. Also, much love to my boy Sean Carr, though, too. Yeah. And getting a big victory there. King of Binghamton still reigning supreme. Super B's gunning for that crowd still. I do believe he'll be healthy and back on his feet in no time. Yes. All right. We're going to spotlight an upcoming event this weekend because in the main event, and I know some people out there will call us Marks. Some people out there will say that we're homers. And you know what? You're not fucking wrong. We are. Because in the main event, we got a GCW uh, Saturday coming up with LA Fights and a GCW Maniac show from Los Angeles that we'll be f- previewing in the main event. But the mid-card, we want to shine a light on another show that's going down this upcoming Saturday, which would be the 21st of May. And this will go be going down at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from Orlando, Florida at the 11,435 Rocket Boulevard. <laughs> so it's got a whole announcement there. Uh, and it's no peace underground in circle six present. It's not what you think. 
Interesting. They, they uh, will be coming to you on the Title Match Network. I'm not quite sure the details on that. Uh, for all information on this show, I would say if you want to watch it live, uh, make sure you're following Circle Six on Twitter because uh, they'll have all the information for you. We'll also be talking about another indie show after this because I see you're pulling up the information. But we'll start with Circle Six. Sure. Uh, these are the matches announced so far. Uh, there will be more added, I guarantee. Uh, first up, we have Ricky Shane Page RSP taking on Jacob Fatu. That is going to be an epic match. Can't wait to see this one. And in another singles match, we have Jake Chris taking on Anthony Henry. All right, very solid match there. In a no disqualification match, finally, Otis Koger cannot lose by disqualification in this match for the first time <laughs> in the Circle Six history. Or can he? Well, it's no disqualification, <laughs> so I hope not, because Otis Kogar will be taking on Kevin Giza. Okay. And in an Extreme Rules match, the legendary Gangrel goes one-on-one with the ultra-violent beast, Masada. Ooh, that's going to be a fun match. Of course, also on this card, uh, Atticus Kogar will be obviously on the card, uh, and it has been announced that Zachary Wentz will make his return to the Indies okay. on this Circle 6 card. Of course, Zachary Wentz, Formerly Nash Carter of World Wrestling Entertainment and NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot that was going on with that. I'm not going to touch any of that currently. Uh, if you uh, want to know why I'm not going to touch it, there's uh, let's just say that there's a personal interest that uh, we're going to stay away from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but however you feel about this, I mean, let Circle Six know, I guess. But Zachary Wentz will be making his return to the Indies after being let go from NXT abruptly. Okay. With that being said... Uh, Ken M, I believe we have a Glory Pro show also this weekend. Yes. my You know, all the talk for live stream for The Cure, and I almost forgot about this, but this is why I subscribe to Glory Pro on YouTube. So going down Sunday, May 22nd, 3 p.m. Central Time, they have massive aggression going on. And in one of the highlight matches of the, sh- of the card, I mean, they, they always put on great stuff at Glory Pro, so shout out to them. Davey Richards versus Eddie Kingston. So I am super excited right. to see this one. And uh, definitely a lot more matches coming up with that. But you just want to make sure you drop them a follow, drop them a subscribe on YouTube. You don't want to miss this card because, like I say, they're going to be streaming it live and free on YouTube. So for more information, hit them up on Twitter at WeAreGloryPro. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. How about we touch some news, Ken M? Let's do it. Well, <laughs> there seems to be some uh, heat up in this I, what would we call it? Conflict? War? Disagreement? Between AEW owner Tony Khan and AEW superstar MJF? Yeah, this interesting back and forth saga is now getting some more smoke to it, apparently. Allegedly. 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 So here's what we know, and here's what we piece together. Of course... It seems like this is pretty solid. Uh, this is what we can report. So, as we've been saying, MJF has said that he's unhappy with his pay or his place or whatever in all wrestling, and he wants more money. Well, Tony Khan, I guess from what is now being reported, has offered MJF more money, but he would like him to add years onto his contract, which MJF has no interest in doing, I guess. He wants more money, but he doesn't want to sign an extension. He still wants to be a free agent in 2024. So, there's this impasse once again with the two, and there's people are picking sides, mm-hmm. and I get it. On one hand, I understand Tony Khan's position. It is normal when an athlete signs for more money a place, there's usually a contract extension. Yes. That happens in the NFL, 
Happens in MLB. Mm. Happens in the NBA. Happens in NHL. It happens everywhere. There's right. Sports, right? Am I wrong? Isn't no, it, you're right. Isn't that normally if a guy wants to restructure his contract, usually they add years onto it. Mm-hmm. However, MJF seems to feel that he's been put in a position where he's now being considered second string. Doesn't like it. Thinks he should be paid first string money. Allegedly, from sources inside of AEW, according to Sean Rossap, uh, they said that uh, that uh, Tony Khan does think that he deserves top guy money, mm-hmm. but uh, he doesn't want to sign any deals. How are you uh, feeling about the situation, Ken? M? You know, the more it, it it seems like it, I'm understanding what MJF's thinking right now, and we have to talk about a subject we we brought up many times with all the talent that they're bringing in, former WWE guys to AEW, the ones that were there since day one, the Joey Janellas, the Adam Pages, the MJFs, all seem to get lost in the shuffle when you bring in that quote-unquote big surprise every week. And for MJF, who has been consistently one of your top, I don't want to say homegrown stars, but let's face it, when you thought about that original press conference in Jacksonville, he was one of the guys you were marquee featuring. And during this time, he's just been getting lost in the shuffle with long programs that have been drawn out against that really just haven't got him anywhere to like near a title picture or near somewhere where he's on TV every week, in a sense. like He's had that great feud with CM Punk, but before that, I mean, what do you say, that year-long thing with Jericho where they had three blow-off matches was really something? I want to say this. If I'm MJF, I, I'm going to say what bothers me most is it seems like creative just makes them re- rinse and repeat. Yeah. We saw basically the trials of Cody Rhodes to mm-hmm. get a match. Then we had the trials of Jericho, yep. Jericho's match. Now we're getting the trials of Wardlow. So they've done this three times. They've called them different things. Yeah. But they've done this stipulation. It is, it is the same stipulation three times. Exactly the same stipulation. It's the exact same thing. You have to compete in these matches to get a match with me. And they did it to an extent with Punk. They didn't do the exact playbook, but there was the, I need this match with you before you get this match. Yeah. So it was kind of like in a mini way. They didn't do the whole shebang. Yeah. But thankfully, because that was a really good feud. Uh, Pat says MJF going for that Max Serger money. That's right, baby. Yeah, he is. Uh, but no, um, I just think that it's weird to me that they keep going to the same thing, and I'm sure he's aggravated about it. There's no way if we're noticing that it's, you know, okay, so MJF's going to get in a few with Cody Rhodes, and to fight MJF, you've got to go through these trials, and then you get MJF. Okay, now it's time for him to do his feud with Jericho. Oh, we got to go through these trials, and then he gets his match. Of course, which led to that great death match between Nick Gage and Chris Jericho. Yes, he did. And now with Wardlow, it's the same exact shit. It's the exact same thing. I actually touched upon this in Blogs Count Anywhere this week. It's the last time they did this was in February 2020 with Cody. And it's exactly to the letter, except you switch Wardlow with Sean Spears. And for him, he knows he's that talented. Every time he goes out there, listen to the crowd reaction. Listen to the buzz he draws. And if this is all you're going to give him, I'm sure he's seeing the writing on the wall, especially when he talks to Cody, which you know he's, he's got friends over in WWE and seeing like how things are over there. Why would he want to keep repeating the same old shit? It doesn't get anywhere, and it, it's it's not progressing him any further. And if he's not going to get paid that top guy money, like uh, new free agents have been coming in and getting, I'm sure that's got to irritate the hell out of him. But Ken, but Ken, how are you going to go WWE? They don't know how to use him. He's just going to be a jobber. 
They don't know how to use them. You're going to be like Cody Rhodes. Chopper. They don't know how to use them. Cody Rhodes. He's been there for more than a month. He should be Stardust by now. No, oh, yeah. Mark my words. When he comes to WWE, and that's when. He might win the Intercontinental belt the first night in. Dude, I, I've obviously, I'm only joking, but really, that's the fucking temp in the room. That's why, yeah. remember when I say I take a sabbatical from Twitter and you know this is true? Uh-huh. Other than putting my shit out there, chatting with my friends? That's why, because I'm tired of hearing those shit takes. Listen, Cody Rhodes is fine. They know exactly how to use MJF. You know how we can prove it? The Miz. Mm-hmm. And you can argue whatever you want about arguing The Miz. And I love how people are like, well, they misused The Miz. The Miz should be on top. But yeah, when The Miz was put in a program with Cody Rhodes, you guys treated it like, oh, The Miz, has, Cody Rhodes has to wrestle The Miz as a step down. No, it, that's not how it works. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat says, LOL, MJF and WWE would be like The Miz on steroids. It'd be amazing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly, Pat. I'll give you that all day. Here, let me let me even give you the point. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> But let's not pretend that that's not the case. So don't don't walk around. I get it. You don't like the three letters WWE. I get it. It's the same thing like we keep saying. Stop worrying about what you don't like. But it's very realistic. And the other argument that keeps getting made is an argument that I heard not too long ago, Ken. And that argument is, oh, you guys are getting worked. Mm-hmm. MJF is working all of you. MJF is working you all. You're being worked. Guess what? I don't think so. No. Where did we hear this before? Cody Rhodes. He's working everybody. He's going back to AEW. Even the day of WrestleMania. Oh, no way. He's signing. He's not signing. He he already called Tony. He said, get me out of this contract. Buy me out. Sure. How'd that work out? Yeah, exactly. How'd, so how'd don't, that go don't always think things are a work. I really do think MJF is upset. I think that he looks at himself as he should, as the top heel or should be the top heel in the promotion. And he thinks that he should be ahead of where he's at. I've heard this thing. Uh, and here's how you can tell that it's real is that I heard some AEW fans, not all of them, but a small minute audience. And it always grows from there. We're like, oh, who cares? MJF only wrestles seven times a year. We don't need him. It's like the prepare to leave. Remember Cody Rhodes before he left? Oh, he wasn't anything that great anyways. Who cares? He seems to be selling out Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah. (laughs) So I I don't know, guys. I don't know. Once again, we'll keep our eyes on it, but I guarantee you, MJF, where there's smoke, there's fire in this case because there's enough people admitting it. Where I do believe MJF wants more money. Tony Khan will give him more money, wants extension. By the way, nothing against Tony Khan. I think that's the perfect way to do it because that's how it's done in sports. So then MJF has to decide, do I want the more money now or do I want to really wait till 2024? And in the case of 2024, it, all bets are off. Yeah, I know Tony will make a run at him, but you never know. Maybe there is irreparable damage. Maybe there is things. So I've also heard people saying, why would you put the belt on him now if he's just going to leave? Well, here's the point. You would try to put the belt or put him in the main event now so he won't think about leaving. Yeah. If you don't, you're playing right into WWE coming in and going, okay, we're going to give you X amount of dollars. Come on over. And can they handle losing another top star? I mean, that's something AEW still love it or hate it. Cody moved the needle. You can see in the ratings, you know, that's what everybody kind of lives and dies by. Just saying. Well, I just also want to point out before his contract comes up, Hangman Page's contract comes up. Mm -hmm. So isn't John Moxley's. So you have two other guys who you're going to have to sign to big deals. Yeah. And both guys have, well, one guy has connections in world wrestling entertainment. Mm-hmm. So don't never say never that Mox ain't going to leave. Yeah. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying never say never. And as far as Hangman goes, 
depends on how you read his Twitter of how disgruntled he may or may not be. And, of course, I'm fully expecting him to job at, at double or nothing. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a new. No questions about that. Speaking of his opponent at double or nothing, let's move right along, shall we? Yes. Eric Bischoff this past week, while advertising for 83 weeks, said, and I quote, better storytelling equals growth. If AEW ever wants to get the get the other 900 fans in the room, they'll need to stop booking for one small segment of the audience. Hear the rest of the debate on at 83 weeks and adfreeshows.com. Yada, 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 hashtags. This got some people to comment on it, which got CM Punk to comment. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. CM Punk on Twitter, and I quote, Wrestling Twitter needs to stop amplifying all the old head, bad faith, bad take, carny dipshits. They had their moment in the sun. Let them die in the dark with their ego podcast. Quote me. With the uh, De Niro from Goodfellas uh, gif. Hmm. Well, he's got a point. Not going to lie. Sambo's got a point. But he also might be coming at my guy all wrong. Yeah. Because here's the difference. Listen to who you want to listen to. And before any of this, CM Punk would have you, you know, there's a, there's, you go back a few years, a bunch of years now, because I'm aging myself. There had been a time where CM Punk would tell you to listen to a podcast by a guy named Colt Cabana. Yep. Even after that, he's been featured on other people's podcasts over the years. Mm -hmm. So, and they're wrestling carny dipshits. Yeah. And I'm not just saying this in a L. He wasn't attacking us, so it's not like I have to defend myself because we're not old head, bad faith guys who can't let their business go. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm more than happy to be a fan. I just happen to have some more knowledge than most fans because right. I worked in the business. But I'm more than happy to give that one up. Uh, Pat says, as one of the 900 people not watching AEW, I just want to say Eric ain't wrong. I agree with you. Yeah, that, That's why I'm getting to that. So, on the surface, I get it. When people are attacking things, a lot of them are trying to just get themselves over. They're wrestling people, so they're working you, just like CM Punk is working you, because this is the same CM Punk at one point in Juncture who said, and I quote, because we quote it all the time, mm-hmm. no matter what WWE and AEW tell you, you can watch everything. You don't have to wear the hat and carry the flag for a company. You can be a fan, and that's rad. You can watch it all. Mm-hmm. But then... Now it's like, ah, no, that's not what we meant. We're going to talk more about that in a second. Before I go into Eric Bischoff's response, because he did have a response, uh, what do you think about this statement overall? By the way, uh, just to finish up the Eric Bischoff part, to Pat, before I switch to you, sorry, because I forgot this part. Eric Bischoff wasn't wrong in what he said. They need to start trying to get some of those other 900 people in the room. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the problem. And they, they're going to tell you they don't, and then they're going to tell you other things, and you're going to hear a contradiction in just moments when I go on to the second part of the CM Punk week and him talking, uh, and there's a lot of contradictions. So with that being said, Eric Bischoff is actually on to something. Does he bring up AEW to probably get more listeners? Absolutely. Yeah. So Punk is right about that. And if you're just listening to it for the shitty hot takes, if you agree with Eric, continue to listen to it. That's fine. That just is, you know, that's what you're looking for. If you agree with Punk and you're an AEW fan, you know what you don't do? Don't listen to 83 Weeks. Yeah. Don't listen to Vince Russo's podcast or whatever other podcast pisses you off. Because guess what? If you don't listen to it, you don't add to their numbers. Also, if you don't listen to it, you can't get fucking mad because who cares? And that's the problem. That's the same thing that I tell people who watch seven hours of WWE to get pissed off about it. I watch zero hours of WWE, hence why I'm not pissed off about it. I mean, I still think they do dumb shit, Yeah, but, but I don't have to waste my seven hours. Instead, I've, I spend that time watching New Japan or fucking uh, GCW. GCW or, you know, 
insert West Coast Pro or insert anything else there or just spending time with my family and hanging out with my friends. Yeah. Much better life. That Much better life. Uh, but anyways, let's switch it over to you. How no. do you think about the statement as a whole? I mean, the statement as a whole, I just think that there are, Punk's already trying to do damage control, in my opinion. I think that AEW is sensing something's wrong. I mean, I, I think what Bischoff said, he was absolutely right. And I think that they're now trying to spin the narrative because obviously the IWC is having a little turn of events, so to speak. Okay. Well, Eric Bischoff, not one to say quiet, mm-hmm. on Twitter responded to that, quote tweeted it. Ready? Okay. And now this next part is in quotes. This whole part is in quotes. And let's see who, if you can guess who said this quote. So, okay, and now the quote part. And I quote, So, I'm not Hogan or Savage. Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole, they're not the outsiders. I see the parallels, but this is totally different. I'll go ahead and say it, and people can quote me, and they'll be pissed off about it. But to me, this is bigger, end quote. And then Eric Bischoff adds, How's that working out? Question mark. Hmm. Who made that quote? Would that be CM Punk? Yeah, CM Punk, when Adam Cole and Dan, Brian Daniel joined, he said that they were bigger than the NWO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. How's that worked out? Consistently have they cracked over a million in views. No, as a matter of fact, consistently they're going down. Yes. You can't say that that time period is... It, you can't. I'm, I'm sorry, there is no argument about it because... That time when Nash and Hall came over and did the NWO, it revolutionized wrestling at that time. It changed the game and really lit the Monday Night Wars on fire. When Punk and Danielson and Cole all came over at All Out, it was a great moment, but the needle didn't shift that far. I'm sorry. You did have a moment, but then what happened after that? Have you been able to can keep doing that excitement and that audience attention? No, you haven't. Because look at it now. Okay, you have Danielson in the BCC. You have Cole rehashing the Undisputed Era blatantly. And you have... What are you talking about? They're the Undisputed Elite. It's, it's like the vanilla ice. It's not the same. Ding, ding, the, ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Elite era. There's more letters in elite, guy. Yeah, exactly. So you can't say that that movement really shifted because did you really put a dent into WWE? Did you really shift the needle? Unfortunately, no. And you haven't capitalized on what is going on here. I mean, honestly, out of all three of those guys, Punk has had the better push thus far. And he had a great feud with MJF that really got fans excited. Like, maybe we're finally going to get rid of happy-go-lucky punk. But now you're going into where he's going to win the world title, your ratings, which you live and die off of. And that's why I keep bringing it back, because this is when you talk to any AEW fan, for the most part, that's the first thing they go to is the ratings. If your ratings haven't cracked over a million consistently in weeks, unopposed, and you can say, what about the playoffs? Well, you know what, seriously... Fans tune in to wrestling more than they do other sports if they're true wrestling fans. You can't make that argument and try using it as a defense because when there's no game on and you're not cracking over a mill big time, you have no leg to stand on. I'm sorry. As a fan of all of the wrestling, I'll say this. There, there's things that they do good. There's things that they do bad. Sure. And 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 what any, anybody's pointing out, and like I said, whether you agree with them or not, it's fine. It's, it's irrelevant. I mean, 
it, the bottom line is yes he is using the aw name to get more people to look at his his shit and that's that's fine whatever it is what it is well, like i said you can choose to listen to him or not you can, uh, but the part i will listen to eric bischoff on because obviously he's done this and you can believe it is the part where it's like hey you do have to grow at some point mm-hmm. and it's it's you know every time the yardstick comes it moves and that's the problem with fans and this is why i this is why we stopped talking about ratings because i said at the end of the day we're talking about ratings only paints you into a fucking corner because i can't tell you how great AEW is and say, hey, man, they had a really good show. And then have somebody instantly go, but they didn't cry. They only got 800,000. Mm. You know what I mean? If that's the number, and for so long, they touted these smaller matrix to make themselves look better. Yeah. And the problem with that is eventually that's going to turn. And now they have to keep changing their, their fucking formula. Like, you know, for at first it was, oh, we're winning at this and we're winning in Chicago or New York, mm. or we're winning in the 18 to 25 demographic on Thursday, I, you know, whatever it is. They, 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 and it just became ridiculous. It became to the point where I was like, well, you know what? If you take the three founders podcast numbers and you boil them down, I'm sure there's some segment of the audience that I beat Joe Rogan in. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I beat Joe Rogan. If I went out there and said, ha, ah, yeah, I'm better than Joe Rogan because fat people from the age of 34 to 40 love me. It, it just doesn't work that way. And it's fine. So now you see them changing because all that's going away now. Yeah. It's dropping. And that's why they should have never tied their horse to it. Mm-hmm. Never. And that was a bad business decision. Completely. And like I've said before, I'll say it many times, AEW has a good product when they pay attention to it. Pay attention to your product. Don't worry about what World Wrestling Entertainment's doing. Don't worry about what Impact Wrestling's doing. Don't worry about what Joe Blow Down the Fucking Street's doing. Just pay attention to your own shit and make it better. Uh, Pad, before I read this last part, before I change over, Pad says, here's the thing. You can run down the list of people AEW has added since their inception, and on paper you think they'd be doing massive ratings, right? Question mark. They, uh, But they're not. So what's it come down to? Question mark. Huh? And I, that's why I said Bischoff has a point. Yeah. But here's the other problem. If they're not getting... I thought that CM Punk would be the one game changer in wrestling, and he wasn't. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people. Oh, man, they're going to do two minutes as soon as they get Punk. Yeah. Guess what? Wrong. We were all wrong. So we got to admit it. By the way, Eric Bischoff, not to be outdone, reloaded. And uh, he shot this last fire out of CM Punk, and he said he convinced himself since he could win scripted fights, he could win a real one. Ah, don't fuck with a guy with a don't don't throw fucking rocks at a guy with a machine gun. I guess, Punk. Sorry, brother. That was fucking vicious. I couldn't damn. skip past that one. That was damn. that was too damn good. Too damn good. Well, CM Punk also. Uh, was talking this week. I'm pulling it up now because I want the exact quotes. Um, he was talking with comicbook.com about the upcoming title shot and revealing something about his AEW run. And this is what CM Punk said, and I quote during this interview. This run has been more than what I expected. I had expectations. They were pretty high. So far, they've pretty much shattered all that, and that's just based on analytics and numbers of how well we're doing. I've long said that I'm here for the fans in the building. Nowadays, everybody is still focused on ratings, numbers, when cable is absolutely... I canceled DirecTV months ago. I just... I couldn't do it anymore. It's too convoluted. It's too expensive. Streaming services are, I feel like, are the future. So when people look at the ratings and say that wrestling is dying, I'd say, well, look at our buildings. We're selling out and we're doing our first million dollar gate. So I don't attribute that to just to me. I attribute that to the spirit of AEW and everybody behind the scenes that makes it all work and makes it all click. But the run, my run specifically, my stuff as a whole, I've never been happier in a wrestling ring. I've never, to me, been telling more fluid, better reality-based stories. It's been a real treat. This is the interview we also said about asked when he asked if Kenta would get a shot at him. He said no. Hmm. Just no, nothing else. Um, that's a kind of a side note. 
Listen, man. What numbers and fucking analytics? These guys keep bringing up numbers, and I see numbers. I see them put out by, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Brandon Thurston. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's always like, well, this is up, and this is that. And then you read the numbers, and you're like, you are fucking, for a guy who went to school mm-hmm. for economics and numbers, Thurston doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, he puts out numbers and says it's the opposite. Honestly, what a fucking moron. And I'll say that to his fucking face. Like, you're just trying to get on an AEW roster because you're a wrestler in your spare time and you're okay. <laughs> but nobody fucking knows who you are. Jabron? Seriously, and you're going to say, oh, what are you, you going to fire back with? Oh, you're fat? Dude, you wouldn't say shit to me in person. Fuck. Dude, seriously. I've seen the numbers he puts out and he's like, well, they're growing in this and this and this and then you look at the numbers and they're the other way. So how yeah. are they growing? Listen, how are you growing? Explain this to me, stupid fuck. And I'm talking to you for once because you like to call people out. How are they growing if last year at this time they were doing over a million a week on television rating-wise and now they can't draw 800,000? Tell me how that's grown, my guy. Oh, well, in this demographic, oh, let me suck some more Tony Concock. You might give me a job. Dude, you've been doing it for fucking three years and he ain't giving you shit. Give up. That's the problem with all these fucking idiots in fucking journalism. We don't get paid by Tony Khan, so fuck Tony Khan. I don't get paid by AEW. I'm a fan. Put some shit in the ring that fucking works good together. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing this dumb shit, and fucking Punk's a fucking moron. Of course he's going to say that. He's fleeching them for $10 million. Keep signing the check. It's the same thing that Chris Jericho does. And then Chris Jericho's going to dip out the back door, mind you, uh, fucking put money on yeah, the next couple the years, and he's going to go fucking right in and take his WWE Hall of Fame spot. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he messages Vince every two weeks? Yeah. Make sure that I got that Legends deal, brother, so I can go to the Hall of Fame so people can celebrate me. Come on, guys. Fucking Matt Hardy was just talking about how he's going to go into the WWE Hall of Fame as a solo act. Did you hear that? Yeah, chat? I heard something about that. But yeah, you talk all this shit in the world. Come on, man. Let's not be illusion. Wrestlers are fucking all whatever. You hear guys talk about shit. And the reason you hear those guys talk about it is because they all want a fucking job. Good thing I don't want a job in wrestling anymore. So I don't have a problem telling you. And that's what gets us, like, uh, some of the listeners like this shit. Some of the listeners are like, oh, you know, oh, you're too hard. Or, oh, you blah, blah, blah. Well, fuck off. At least I'm not sucking dick to get a job, man. Mm-hmm. What fucking numbers and analytics? Tell me how the raw numbers don't fit. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, they grew by 0.001% in the 18 to 24 male demographic. It means shit to anybody, including advertisers. Yeah. Shit to anybody. You know what you should be happy about? You're a cheap program for Discovery. That's why you're not going to get the X, because they pay $43 million a year to have you on their TV. And that includes those four fucking events on TNT and your Dynamite deal and Rampage. All of it's packaged together for $43 million. And I bet you this new reality-based one is also portrayed at $43 million. Yeah, I was going to say, is that all under the package? Uh, Pat goes, does this mean I should toss out the envelope I got from Jacksonville, Florida, asking for a friend? I mean, if you want to pocket the money, brother, do what you got to do. For the right price, I'll start talking all sorts of great shit about whoever. Yeah. Kidding me? I've already said it. I'd be talking about wonderful, beautiful, progressive Jedi fucking Saudi Arabia if I get paid. Come on, man. So I understand why it gets done, but I, I that's a lie because let's be honest, I wouldn't still. Mm-hmm fucking it just it's just irritating that i see these stupid numbers and analytics it's the same fucking thing that punk does but they don't add up and when you look at them on paper am i the only am i wrong no am I you're the only not wrong not no, because because everybody else wants to drink that kool-aid like honestly you can't deny the facts when they're there and if you want to try spinning a narrative yet again 
instead of focusing on improving your product that makes fans want to tune in. Not the same ones that live and die every single week. Hashtag I'm with AEW. Like, listen, you want to go hard for your brand, that's cool. I don't hate on fans that are being respectful. But I can't stand the toxic ones that when you're having that honest conversation with just are too blinded by the lights to see what you're saying. It's absolutely asinine that we're still sitting here trying to explain when you're spinning numbers, you're just making yourself dizzy. There's no real substance to it. You can't keep saying the sky is orange and keep saying it over and over and over again, hoping somebody believes it when everybody knows it's blue. And yet here we are yet again with their fan base and obviously you hear in those in those interviews everybody's trying to spin it in their favor like listen the company could be doing much better if they focus on their own stuff find your own identity instead of trying to jump on the legacy of wcw or worrying about you can do this like wwe but better that is what we've been waiting for as wrestling fans is to find your own identity in, instead, yet here we are again comparing ourselves to Big Brother WWE over and over and over. And are you getting anywhere at this point? How long have we been doing this for now? Uh, this show? I think three years. Right. And how? And this is we've been championing about this for three years. Don't worry about the ratings. Like, if you're going to spend this on your ratings, it, it's a false shield to defend yourself to. No, I agree. I, I mean, first of all, if you're a real wrestling fan, you don't give a fuck about ratings and numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I care less of the fuck about is what GCW pulls in on revenue. Yeah. Don't care. Doesn't affect me. As long as they're throwing a good show that I can watch, I'm in. Exactly. I don't care. And we're, I'm saying GCW because that's one of the things that I watch religiously. New Japan, don't care how much they're pulling in. You know why? Because I'm a fan. You know who cares about money? The people who own the company, who get a cut of it. Now, once they start cutting me, and I've said this before, then I'll fucking give a goddamn sure. about what the, the numbers are. Realistically, though, you do, it took you over three years to do your first million-dollar gig. Congratulations, but you can't brag about that and say you're the hottest thing and you're outselling WWE when they just had 85 million people at the fucking Cowboy Stadium and they got an Allegiant Stadium show booked. They've got a sold-out Wembley Stadium coming up mm-hmm. and probably a sold-out or close to a Tennessee Titans fucking stadium coming up for SummerSlam. Yeah. Like... <laughs> They're doing literally more tickets in one event than you are doing in your fiscal fucking year. But yet you're you're outselling them? Are you fucking kidding me? Because of some percentage. Uh, because, you know, when we go in, the percentage, of the, the, uh, we're doing 7,000 seat venues, and since we sell 6,000 of the seats, that means we... And they did a they did a stadium that seats 100 million, and they only sold 85 million. So they missed 15 million to our 1,000. We're better. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you'd like the paycheck for that eighty-five million over the fucking seven thousand or six thousand, wouldn't you? Yeah. And uh, other uh, one thing that AEW did, Tony Khan. I would like credit for this, by the way. The one thing you did listen to me about that I enjoyed was now you don't show the hard cam side when you're not sold out. Mm-hmm. You move people to the other side instead of having splotches of empty zones like they did in the beginning. Yeah. They move everybody to the non and they don't show that side. That is exactly how you know when they're not sold out because you'll never see the shot of the hard camera side on t- TV. If you don't fucking believe me, go back and watch two Dynamites ago, last week's Dynamite, and I don't know about this week because it's not aired yet. Yeah. But if you look, they do never turn the camera to that side because it's not sold out. And that's fine. I don't care because WWE ain't selling out the fucking buildings either. Yeah. That's not what matters to me because I don't care about money. I'm just happy he did it from a production standpoint. Yeah. But, like, the thing of the matter is, 
Fans, if that's what you're bragging about is where you're at there, you guys are fucking getting the wrong picture. And then you're angry and tell people fucking WWE bootlickers and shit when they disagree with you. No, because we have logic in our brain. Yeah. But then again, I'm asking logic of the world these days. I know. I'm fucking crazy, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I ignore you motherfuckers because you're too dumb to argue with. Too true story. And if you find yourself in that camp and don't like me, don't care. Don't care. 1235 Upper Front Street, pick up to New York. Just throwing it out there. Anyways, now let me get back to the story at hand. First of all, CM Punk is just on fucking a whole other level. Once again, though, he has to justify his $10 million, but you don't have to do that because Money Mark Khan is already happy with you. So yeah. what the fuck are you doubling and tripling down on? It just makes you sound stupid and fucking petty. It's dumb. It really is. More people tuned in to that FS1 sports show when you returned than have tuned in to Dynamite in the last few weeks. Let's think about that just for a moment. Yeah. Uh, Pat says, I haven't seen gymnastics like this since the Olympics. Exactly. That's why I bitch about all the goddamn time. That's why we stay away from it. You know why? Because it just does you no good. You know what I want to see? Good wrestling. And you know what? For the most part, they have provided that. There's some rough weeks, but they provided some decent wrestling. I'd like to see better storylines, and I would like to see some some of the people we want push-push. That's it. Mm. But I'm a wrestling fan. I have a wrestling show. That's why I have to talk about these things. But it's an asinine to believe that the numbers are there. And when people make the numbers fit, it just makes it stupid. You know why? Because you can go on his Twitter, see how many followers you got, see how many people, and you use that to go on. It's just dumb. You're being used, people. You're being bamboozled so people can make money off of your ass. What up, Tom? Tom's a chat. Hey! Yeah, we're talking about wrestling. If I'm fired up, we're talking about wrestling. Speaking of which, Tony Khan had to take a shot through uh, Fightful this week saying, when I hear somebody ripping up scripts on Monday, what are they doing all weekend? Uh, my response was simple. They're, uh, they're doing house shows on the weekend, something AEW doesn't do. You know, make money. Mm, but mean, hey, none of my business, right? But you guys are jumping hook, line, sinker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, CM Punk, if you're going to put p pictures of people in Gip masks eating tacos, uh, don't delete them when you get some pushback. That's right. It's already on the internet. People screen grabbed it and have it. You need to learn how to like the internet. Your mom calls him grandpa, correct? Yeah. So grandpa. Not to be confused with great grandpa. Yes. Which is nice. sting. <laughs> oh, let's do one more story, shall we? And we'll do a fun story, I promise, because I'm whatever. AEW, so for the record, once again, because I can't believe I have to parrot this. Believe it or not, I would like AEW to succeed. To succeed, I would like them to just shut the fuck up about World Wrestling Entertainment yep. and go out there and put the best wrestling shows on and make fucking storylines that we want to see as wrestling fans. Not the same repeated shit over and over again and not this, oh, whatever. Super indie shit doesn't work. That's why you're at 800,000, okay, guys? That is the whole bottom line. If people want to watch PWG, they'll watch PWG. Guess who else can do PWG? WWE, come to find out because WrestleMania Backlash main event was a PWG main event. Yep. Perfect going. So guess what? If they really want to wrestle that style, they just showed you they could do it, and they can do it well. It's not like they don't have talent. Once again, shout-outs to Kenny Omega, who realizes that. By the way, you keep pissing off Kenny Omega, you don't have to worry about him when his contract's up, too. Because I guess he's having some fights with the people at Ukes. By the way, did you hear about the Ukes developer who left to go to 2K? No. That just broke today. One of the people working on the AEW uh, video game said they were tired of the shit. Left Ukes because Ukes is, guess, is pissing everybody off, including Kenny Omega, which has been widely reported right, that's been because rumored, the game yeah. looks like shit and, that, and Omega doesn't, is not happy about it. Hence his post about, hey, did you see how beautiful WWE 2K looks? Uh, you better lower your expectations for this game. Uh, remember, that was real. Go back and look at it. We're not talking shit. Mm hmm. And uh, basically, one of, their, one of their lead developers left and joined 2K to work on WWE 2K. Oh, 
That's not so good. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on, and uh, there's a good video. If you want to see about some of the struggles with the game, uh, Chris Danker uh, that does uh, Chris Dank. He does a uh, bunch of the, the WWE 2K content. He does wrestling stuff. He's on YouTube. Check him out. He's awesome. I think you I know what him? you're talking about, yeah. Um, he had a video that he put up today that I did watch that was very good. And it said that uh, basically he was going over the possible problems with the AW game. He's, he's a fan, so he's hoping, but he's like, I don't know if this is going to be good or not. And he breaks down why. And as much as he plays video games and stuff, trust me, he ain't licking any boots because he was the first person to call out that uh, WWE 2K20 was trash. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, I it, think is I, it is. I think I know what that is. Pat says LMAO when it rains, it pours. Exactly. It's weird over there. But once again, pissing off Kenny Omega. The fucking the cleaner, baby. I love the cleaner. All right, so let's talk about some fun to end the mid-segment, shall we? Yes. Well, actually, two fun things, because I think this one's fun. I think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's a Q&A with the Love of Wrestling 2022 panel. And uh, WWE Hall of Famer and AEW star Billy Gunn was on, uh, participated. And, uh, and I quote, let's go. Uh, he was recalling Triple H making fun of AEW when they were inducted into the Hall of Fame. He says, I let it go strictly because my wife told me to. Laughs. When everybody starts chanting AEW at the Hall of Fame, he's got to try and shut it down somehow. And whatever goes through his head goes through his head. I'm not in control of what other, uh, that other than I could have punched him in the mouth. It's what it is. I'm going to bypass that. So I guess he thinks that he's going to beat up Triple H. <laughs> Uh, you so did nothing but chuckle and put your head down and go, ah! Yeah. Because you didn't care then, you don't care now, you just don't want to be called out for it. Right. Come on, my guy. Although the pissant comment was hilarious. Yeah, that was it. One day that might be true. You never know. One day. It probably won't because he won't sell. Um, here we go. This is the big one. Nashville, Tennessee, oh. July 31st. Jim Crockett Promotions is going to be at it again. They have a big show coming up. Nashville, Tennessee, July 31st, Ken M. Yeah. You know who's headlining this show? <sighs> per their Twitter. Yeah. Ready? The rumors are true. I'm going to walk that aisle, style, and profile one last time. July 31st, Nashville, Tennessee, Jim Crockett Promotions. I will prove once again that to be the man, you've got to beat the man now we go to school. And that was from Ric Flair's official Twitter account. Ric Flair is going to return to the ring July 31st in Nashville, Tennessee for Jim Crocker Promotions. The floor is yours. Why? <laughs> Just why? Who is the rocket scientist that decided to think that this was a good idea for Flair at this age? I'm sorry. In my opinion, horrible idea. Top to bottom. Flair should not be wrestling at this stage. I... No way, shape, and or form. This is not. I can't co-sign on this. I'm sorry. This is, in my opinion, just a travesty of an idea. And no, I will not be watching this in any way, shape, or form. Live check-in and all the people who wanted the return of Ric Flair. It's quiet in here. Yeah, it got real quiet. Uh, no. Not so many people, I guess. Um, I'm going to chalk up him coming back and thinking he's got to wrestle one more match to uh, Alex Luger. I don't know! Because that's where I'm at with it, but uh, it's probably going to be a big bucket of fail. Yeah. I I, I just... I, why? Just Why? Like, why would you think at this stage? Like, this is a good idea, anybody. Well, 
We're going to find out soon enough. Uh, <laughs> Tom, uh, our good friend Tom says, woo, and follows it with a no. Yeah. Off, <laughs> yeah. off the cup gaming chiming uh, in about this check one. Check him out. Uh, dude, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not good. Not good. No. Uh, we could have done without Ric Flair returning ever. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, I won't be tuning in either. But July 31st, if you're in Nashville, Tennessee, and you want to see uh, the legendary Ric Flair, if he shows up, because he has a. Uh, Really good track record of not showing up to the indie debate, but a Kings that he takes. So, yeah. Good luck. If he does show up, though, maybe you'll get to see him style and profile one last time. Yeah. Well, with that being said, we're going to take our final break before coming back with the main event where we're going to be talking about GCW upcoming weekend. Yeah, you can call us homers. You can call us what you want. You can say, oh, you're going so hard on AEW, but you like GCW. That's because GCW is fucking better. It's a good product to talk about in ring, outside ring. Enough said. Yeah, so it's so good. In fact, it, when you guys call it trash wrestling, you're the ones that had to bring Nick Gage in for a death match to get a buzz. Just mm -hmm. throwing it out there. So with that being said, oh, Pad, by the way, says, I can think of a few reasons about why, none of which I can say to have read on air. Uh, Tom says, I think he's a no-show because he can't find a tanning salon. <laughs> <laughs> Points. Um, I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say I it. I set up for the music. <laughs> But anyways, uh, so uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about that in the main event of the show. And more importantly, more importantly, during the break, if you're watching on Twitch, you're going to hear C information for the Three Fenders podcast. During the break, you're going to hear our good friend shout at the robots. It's the theme song for the Three Fenders podcast. It's called Fail Better. Check them out on YouTube Music, Bandcamp, and Spotify. They also do the awesome uh, theme song for the ODPH, mm -hmm. uh, Two Weeks Notice. Check that out as well. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk Game Changer Wrestling. The big event's coming up this week. The big event's coming up in the future, including ones that myself and Ken M will be at. All that and more when we come back with the main event of the show. Are you 
Well, it's time for the main event of this week, 607-TWS, live on Twitch and anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607-TWS. And we got a lot of Game Changer Wrestling news because they have another big weekend coming up. Well, it's just one day, actually. Although, they are doing something really awesome, and I want to throw out a a fucking huge shout-out to them. So, as you know, Game Changer Wrestling is normally on Fight TV. Of course, we will have the Settlement Series coming up. Eight shows this up within the next (laughs) fiscal year. Uh, uh, Calendar year, sorry, not fiscal. Calendar year. uh, Going to IWTV exclusively, which we'll keep you updated when that happens. But for right now, these next two couple shows, the, the next few shows... There's not those are announced, so they're on fight. They are the kings of packaging, mm-hmm. and I love that the fact that usually you get two shows for twenty bucks. It, it really helps out when a lot of people on on fight are charging twenty bucks for an event. So it's pretty awesome that they try to keep it there, and they, they do a lot of good sales. And if you haven't checked them out, as we always say, you should. But this upcoming, and I want to note it early. They're doing something really cool. We just figured this out. So this upcoming week, the 21st, Saturday, they're going to be in Los Angeles, California. They're doing a double shot. LA Fights, which will open up. They're doing LA LA Fights Volume 4. Then later that night, GCW Maniac from the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Los Angeles, California. The following week, on Saturday, May 28th, they will be back in Las Vegas, Nevada. I do believe the Golden Nugget was where they're going to be. I could be wrong. That might have changed. Uh, they're at one of the they're 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 at one of the casinos off the strip. I'll look that up later because that doesn't matter till next week technically. But anyways, with that being said, they are packaging it together a fight. So you can order this Saturday's event for the twenty first and the twenty eighth. You can buy them together for a package for twenty one ninety nine. So where's it coming from? Sorry, you can pull it up. The Silver Nugget. Silver Nugget. Okay, so I guess the Silver Nugget, the Golden Nugget. That was close. Yeah. I knew there was a Nugget in there. I didn't even know there was a Silver Nugget. I didn't even know there was one either. Maybe they changed the Golden Nugget into the Silver Nugget since it ain't on the strip. It's old Vegas, baby. Anyways, with that being said. Touche. With that being said, uh, yeah, I just want to throw it out there. You can either buy this event by itself for, I think, 13 bucks. I think that's what it was. Or you can lump this with next week's and get two Saturdays worth of action for $21.99. Very awesome deal that they are running. Normally, they only do packages for full weekends, but I, I'm going to give them kudos. I think that they deserve that. I don't know. Ken, what do you feel Smart about that? Smart business package? deal, especially if you live on the East Coast because you can watch the replays <laughs> the next day. This is a great deal. GCW is setting the, you know, the precedent for what you should be doing on streaming. Uh, Pat says the cost of gold is too high. Had to go with silver. I love it. It's old Vegas, so that's probably true. But with that being said, with that being said, uh, this is a kickoff for three weeks of GCW in a row. Yes. We have this weekend in Los Angeles, next weekend in uh, Las Vegas, and then the following week back at home, sweet home, Atlantic City, New Jersey for a double shot. So, damn. GCW Wrestling giving us all the action, baby. All right, are you ready to talk about this weekend, though, Ken? Because those are in the future. Yes, I am. We are not yet in the future. We'll talk about them as they come. So next week, we will be talking about Las Vegas. The week after that, we'll be prepping you for Atlantic City. And, of course, myself and Ken M. will be in Atlantic City live for some GC fucking W. This will be Ken's first GCW show. Yes. First GCW show and first time in the carousel room at... The wonderful, magnificent, beautiful showboat hotel in Arcade in lovely, 
beautiful, progressive Atlantic City, New Jersey. <laughs> I haven't been to the showboat. I, I haven't been in the carousel room, but I've cut through the showboat on my runs through uh, Atlantic City. Okay. But still, I'm just saying, yes, this, this is the first time. time this is going to be the first time for this. I cannot wait to get down and see GCW live. I'm and then, of course, so we'll be in excited. New York City. You already got the tickets. We will be in New York City for, uh, uh, was it uh, J- June 18th, I think it is, or something like that? Yes. Or is it 15th? Whatever. We'll get back to you on that. I can't remember the day. That's uh, Saturday. Of course, Melrose, show. Melrose uh, Ballroom, which is their return after that. Lots of stuff going on. Too much to count, but it's going to be some cool trips to GCW. But let's talk about this weekend. And first up, at uh, it is it is at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. L.A. Fights Volume 4, and that will be live on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel for $0.00. You get it absolutely free, ladies and gentlemen. Love that. Can you, can you beat that price? So Saturday, May 21st, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific. Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. Go ahead and check this out. LA Fights is kind of like the feeder system. That and Jersey Championship Wrestling to Game Changer Wrestling. They, that's how well they're doing. They have feeder systems. Are you ready to talk about the show? Can't wait to talk about this. So, of course, it's coming from the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Los Angeles. And uh, we have a singles match between Jordan Cruz and Jay Vidal. Jay Vidal has been turning a lot of heads in the wrestling world. A nice young up-and-coming talent. Vidal's having a breakout year right now. So this should be a fun match. Not only is Vidal having a breakout year, but man, he is really breaking some boundaries as as a proud uh, LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. uh, athlete. And uh, you know, and I love watching him. He's yeah. phenomenal. He's talented, and he he's definitely shining a new light on what LGBTQ plus athletes can do. All th- you know, you got to thank Daddy for that. Effie yes. is definitely leading the way. Uh, next up, we have as, as much as. Jai Vidal is making a name for his young career. We had a return out of nowhere at LA Fights 1 of a man who was a great wrestler, had the world by the balls, walked away from wrestling, came back on the West Coast because he was a West Coast guy. I couldn't believe that he left and came back. Brandon Gadsden, he's back this event to take on the newest member of TMDK, Bad Dude Tito. I can't wait to watch this match, and I apologize earlier because I was so hyped up to see Tito join with uh, TMDK. I said, bad luck. It's Bad Dude Tito. Bad Dude and Tito. And this could be a great match. There was an event not too long ago where Bad Dude Tito, whose uh, shoot job is a bouncer at a popular nightclub, uh, he saw a guy trying to talk shit to his girlfriend, put that guy down. The next night he was beating people up in a ring. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love Legend. Bad Dude Tito. Next up, we have another singles match. Damian Drake going against Midas Creed, another two talented young wrestlers. Could be a fun match. Then we have Hunter Freeman goes one-on-one with the Samoan monster, Juicy Finwa. Yeah, this could be a fun one. Lucas Riley goes one-on-one with a young ace, Titus Alexander. My pick for match of the night. And then we have P.P. Ray, which is Pretty Peter Avalon, and Ray Rojas. Taking on the gangster party, B-Boy and Little Cholo. This is going to be an excellent match. Veterans, man. This is going to yeah. be a good veterans match. Can't wait to see it. This is the kind of card that you want to see. And once again, it is free on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. So check it out. 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Now let's talk about Fight.TV because coming to you at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Live from the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Los Angeles, California, Game Changer Wrestling presents Maniac. Inside joke is always fun. Yes, yes, yes. I knew it would crack you. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we have a hell of a card. So, for, let's kick it off. Bandito goes one-on-one with all elite Nick Wayne. Excellent match. Masha Slamovich continues her great GCW run in another great match because she's going to go one-on-one with Speedball Mike Bailey. That's going to tear the roof off the place. 
The GCW Tag Team Championships are going to be on the line as Bussy, Allie, Catch, and Effie go will defend those titles against the South Pacific Savages, Journey Fatu, and Juicy Finwa. That's going to be a wild one. In a match is probably going to steal the night and the weekend. Kevin Blackwood goes one-on-one with all heart, a.k.a. the best in the world, Blake Christian. Yeah, that's going to be a match of the night. And a match that he has vowed to win, Jordan Oliver will go one-on-one. You know, he's the East Coast ace. He's Big Breakfast. He's the clout cutter. He's promised to win as he goes one-on-one with Bip Busick. Ooh, that's a big test for him. We are finally getting it, ladies and gentlemen. The return of Drew Parker to GCW, and he's going one-on-one with the bad boy, Joey Janela. If you haven't seen Drew Parker, holy crap. Uh, Drew Parker's amazing. He's fantastic. And Joey Janela is on an all-new level since his release from AEW. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting fight. I can't wait to see this one. Another one I can't wait to see, two legendary women's wrestling performers. We're going to see women's wrestling history in the ring as the legendary Dark Sheik, the West Coast ace, goes one-on-one with independent wrestling Hall of Famer and women's women's all-time great, Lou Fista. I did not hear about this. That is added to the show, Lou Fista. Oh, shit. Dark Sheik. Let's go. Great booking right there. And last but certainly not least, for the Game Changer Wrestling Extreme title, it's a six-way scramble match the GCW stable. Your champion, Black Death, the motherfucking truth. AJ Gray will defend the Extreme title against the King of Wreck Ship Mountain, Cole Radrick, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Jimmy fucking fucking Lloyd. Lloyd. Jack Cartwheel, the fresh returning from Japan, Kamikaze Ninja Mac, and last but certainly not least, the GCW ultra-violent champion, the Duke of Hardcore, John Wayne Murdoch. Can I make a bold statement here? Sure. This might be the greatest lineup for a GCW scramble match they've ever done. I think so. And also there's something on the line, the GCW Extreme title. Yeah. Just to put this in perspective, because I've said this here, Rich has said this many times, nobody does a scramble match better than GCW. Nobody. And this amount of talent in the ring for the belt, expect all types of insanity to go down. You're not going to want to miss a minute of this match. I'm going to call it now. We're going to have Ann New. And we're going to have Ann New in a way where we're going to see the end of the GCW Extreme title because I think that they want to get rid of it. Yeah. Because Ann New will be your undisputed GCW ultra-violent champion, John Wayne Murdoch. 
Uh, the Duke of Hardcore is looking to add some more, and I think they'll fold the Extreme title into the uh, Ultraviolet title. I'd be okay with that. There's no reason to have both. See, the GCW Extreme title is left over from the when it was originally Jersey Championship Wrestling because mm-hmm. the original Jersey Championship Wrestling folded and became Game Changer Wrestling. Right. And then Game Changer Wrestling, when they wanted to open up another East Coast brand, brought back Jersey Championship Wrestling. But the GC- JCW Extreme Championship is what is now called the GCW Extreme Championship. But GCW has an ultra-violent title, so it's kind of been this belt. And the Extreme title had been forgotten about for years because it was held by uh, PCO. PCO, and PCO was not making shows, obviously. And that was when it was JCW that won the belt, so he brought it back when he came back, and then they you know, had him drop the title. And so I think, I honestly, I'm just saying, I'm not, I don't know anything. It's not like it's been put out there. I would not be surprised if that belt does not change hands and John Wayne Murdoch pulls it in to become the undisputed GCW ultra violent champion. I could see that happening. I mean, for AJ to retain, I mean, it's not out of the realm of thought, but I do think that they definitely want to get rid of the title. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect way to do it. And you know, Murdoch's title is not on the line, and Murdoch's title I don't think will be on the line again until June the 5th in the carousel room at Cage of Survival. Yeah. I can't wait to see When this. we get to see the next chapter in the Alice Cologne John Wayne Murdoch saga. Yeah. If you've never seen Deathmatch Wrestling, or you don't maybe not like it, that is a match that I would say tune in for. You might you might be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. The two of them have great matches. Yes, they do. But overall, this is looking like a solid return to Los Angeles, California, and the Ukrainian Cultural Center for Game Changer Wrestling, and that all goes down on Saturday. Once again, just as a reminder, the uh, LA Fight Show is at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, and it is free on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. And the night show, GCW Maniac, the actual GCW show, is at 8 p.m. Pacific time, 11 p.m. Eastern time. And it is on fight.tv. And if you would like to save some money, you can order the bundle, which gives you this upcoming Saturday's May 21st GCW Maniac show from Los Angeles. And next week's May 28th, which is also a Saturday, GCW Return. It's called Downward Spiral from... Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. So you can get both of them for twenty one ninety nine, or you can pay thirteen ninety nine each. I would say save some money. Yes, it, it's the best deal on streaming right now. Next week we will be reviewing what happens this week on Game Changer Wrestling. Plus, we will be previewing Downward Spiral that comes up next week from Las Vegas, Nevada. And of course, then the following week we get to preview the show. We'll be at, which is Tournament of Survival. Well, we won't be at Tournament of Survival. Sorry, we will be at Cage of Survival. We'll but same Cage. weekend, TOS weekend. Uh, so we'll be previewing Tournament of Survival and then Cage of Survival, which we will be at live and in person yes. from the Carousel Room in Atlantic City, New Jersey, the home of GCW. Cannot wait. I can't wait for you to actually step foot in the Carousel Room for Game Changer Wrestling and see how that room feels. Yeah. It's I, an amazing venue. It's one of my favorites. I have been to some of the greatest venues in wrestling. I have been to the ECW Arena numerous times. For ECW, for CZW, for Jersey Championship Wrestling, for other shows. I have been to the Hammerstein Ballroom for Game Changer Wrestling, which was phenomenal atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, nothing, it all perils in comparison to being at the Carousel Room, for specifically for Homecoming. I had been to WrestleMania. The energy I felt at WrestleMania, and I understand it's not the same amount of people, but that same energy is what I felt the night I was at Homecoming, Matt Cardona versus Nick Gage. Yes. 
And that was before that match even started. The buzz was in the room. There's something special about GCW. I know it's not for everybody, but there is definitely something special about Kane. Well, Change of wrestling. The one thing about it that you can tell is watching a fan. I mean, this is the closest anybody gets to that connection to the wrestlers and to the wrestling that we haven't seen since the ECW. Like, you can watch at home, and that's what I say. Like, watching Homecoming, this one got the vibe from the house, the watch party I held because everybody there suddenly caught GCW fever. Everybody took a very keen interest in the product. I mean, so much that, you know, some business happened after that, you know, spawned out of this. So that being said, I can't wait to get down to it and experience it firsthand. I am super excited to go see this and just seeing it on, on TV is one thing, but being there live for it and especially Cage of Survival, I don't even know what to expect for this. Yeah, some great choices this weekend, though. Overall, you have GCW, you have Circle 6 with No Peace Underground, and you also have Glory Pro, which goes on Sunday, unopposed. So Glory Pro is also free on the Gro yep. Glory Pro Live YouTube channel on Sunday. Make sure to check that out. Mm -hmm. 3 p.m., you said? I do believe. Uh, I, I believe it was 3 p.m. Yes. I, if I'm wrong, check out their timing on there, but I do believe it's 3 p.m. And, of course, uh, the Circle Six show is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from Orlando, Florida. So technically, you can watch Circle Six and then watch GCW. I know some people would say that's not allowed because they're kind of feud and whatever, which I don't think. I think one side believes they're a feud and there's not a feud. It sounds familiar from somewhere else, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. It's good stuff. There's a lot of good wrestling going on this weekend. Lots of good wrestling. So, Glory Pro Live on YouTube for Sunday. Uh, Game Changer Wrestling, 5 p.m. Game Changer Wrestling Live YouTube channel. Uh, Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Pacific for LA Fights, and of course, Fight.TV for Game Changer Wrestling. That is your weekend rundown for the Indies, and that is going to do it for this week's edition of 607 TWS. But before we get out of here, Ken M, tell these fine folks once again how to find yourself in the Ocho Daryl Parley Hour Podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on our social media accounts. They're right there on the front page. Just click on it. We interact with everybody. We'll talk wrestling. We talk sports. We talk movies, TV, comics, and more. Check out Parley Points. New blocks count anywhere is up right now. Talking a little AEW, a little Glory Pro, GCW, Major League Wrestling, and a few other topics. So definitely swing on over. Check that uh, blog out. The classified section where you can find friends of the show, such as 8122 Productions, and sign up for their Patreon, the best deal in podcasting, bar none. The directory, the T Public Store. If it's anything and everything that is the ODPH, it is on odphpodcast.com. Wait a minute, is uh, MLW paying their talent finally or now? I'm assuming, maybe. I don't know. I Last don't know. I heard, they weren't paying people. But with that being said, let's go back over here. Three. If you want to find out more about the Three Feathers Podcast, go to eight one two two productions.com. There's a T Public link there. There's the Patreon link, Patreon.com/slash eight one two two productions for as little as one dollar a month. Support the stream, support the shows. And get some bonus content. It's a real great uh, opportunity there. Also, the Twitch link is there. Links to ODPH podcast are there. Links to Sci-Fi Horror Fest coming up August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. That's there as well. We're going to be there. SciFiHorrorFest.com for all that information. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Goddamn. Uh... All sorts of good links. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Local sponsors like Dragon Master Games, 1235 Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York. Give them a shout out. All your Magic Gathering online or gaming needs online. DragonMasterGames.com. Thank you for supporting the streams, the shows, everything we do at 812 Productions slash 607 Podcast. Can't thank you guys enough. So check them out. The link's there as well. So much more. Just go over to 8122productions.com. And if you want to hit me up on social media, it's simple. Three Fat Nerds Pod. Throw an at in front of it if you have to on every social media provider. And Booyah Kashaw, where we are. There you go. 
That being said, Ken M, it's almost it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Yes, it is. As we leave, as we do each week, you're going to hear our good friend, second suitor of the songs, One Winged Angel, Leo to Kenny Omega, and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Great way to end this show. Great band. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp, along with our good friends, Floodlands, second suitor, or we already said second suitor, sorry, Floodlands, Tom Jolu, and shout out the robots who you've all heard on this show mm-hmm. uh, during this episode. Check all them out. Spotify, YouTube Music, Bandcamp. Give them some uh, awesome shit because they're the best. Yes. With that being said, for myself, for Ken M. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Until next week, when we come to you live once again from the 8122 Reduction Studios at Dragon Master Games, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time next Monday night. That's right. Until then, we're saying later. Wrestling fans! Top ropes, one, 